Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. We are exploring the mystical side of life once again. I'm here today with Carolyn Hauser. She is a naturopathic doctor who specializes in relationships. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I actually love that you teach about vibration because that's really the basis of everything. And I think we all have had relationships, whether that's romantic relationships or with friends, colleagues at work that affect us vibrationally. Either we're drawn to those people or we are repelled by those people. So I'm really curious to see how you work with vibration to enhance relationship. Yeah. So, you know, most couples when they face, and I work specifically with couples and romantic relationships, mostly not that this doesn't apply to other relationships, but my passion is to really help couples have, you know, ongoing honeymoon feelings and feel amazing about each other. So the interesting thing is when, when couples face problems, usually they think they have to go to talk therapy and it's like this treacherous, you know, uh, work, we have to work, right? Well, I look at life in a relationship and making anything better through the lens of energy, as you said, because Einstein said that everything's energy. And if you don't have the thing that you want, you just have to basically match the, the vibration of the thing that you want and it will be so. And he said, that's not philosophy, that's physics, right? And I'm from Germany, so I'm very scientific. I like science. That's one thing that I don't really understand about talk therapy. I understand maybe the need to be listened to. But when we constantly are talking about the things that we don't like and the things that bother us, we're actually feeding that energy. We're just staying in a negative state of being. And so, as I mentioned to you, my work is very much impacted or inspired by David Hawkins, who spent his most of his life really um, researching energy and giving us a map to work with. So he created the map of consciousness. It's called this map of scale of consciousness. On that map, it shows that shame and guilt are low vibrational frequencies. They're at 20 and 30. 200 is the vibration of courage. If we could measure somebody who is courageous, if we could plug them into a machine, we would get the number 200 basically hertz is what's measured. Everything below 200 goes towards decay and dying and disintegrating. Everything above 200 goes towards better life, better health. Our bodies get better. Our relationships get better. I had an experience where I found myself way below 200 a few years ago and, and realized that I had gotten myself there by um, basically not knowing that I had power. I felt very powerless because we don't have power over our outer circumstances or other people. But we do have power over our own vibrational state of being. And so when I came across David Hawkins' work, it's like, okay, okay, I get that I've somehow ended up in a low vibrational state of being. What, what do I do to lift myself up? And so when couples come to me or anybody that is not living the reality that they want, we really look at like, what are the things that keep you from being of a high vibrational nature? And as human beings, we consist of the physical body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, and the energetic body. And there's things in all of these areas that we can work on so that we lift ourselves up and get into a more powerful and better state of being, basically. I love Dr. David Hawkins' work. Power Versus Force is his book. For any of the listeners who haven't heard of him, the scale is really, really interesting. So, Carolyn, you found yourself in a, a low state 
under 200. I think when I read Power Versus Force, I can't remember. It was, I think humanity had a, a fairly low vibration. 98% of humanity is below 200, but then the rest recalibrates. The 2% that are above the 200 keep it in balance so far. And I remember that one enlightened being has such a high vibration that it can hold the energy of the rest of the earth and that we're due for another enlightened being, which would be wonderful because I think we could use it. But my question to you is when you found yourself in that low vibration, how did you get out of it? Like, how did you actually lift your vibration? That's a very good question. So, you know, to be specific, I had chronic fatigue and stage four burnout. So I was very, very sick physically. We were going through bankruptcy and I was going through a divorce. So, you know, any area in my life was really impacted very negatively. So I had an experience where I was catapulted out of my body because I had such reached such a low point. And during that moment, a voice said to me, I had to go into the pursuit of pleasure. And at that moment, I didn't know what that meant, but it left such an impression on me that I started um, really being curious of what that really meant. And this was, you know, some years ago now. So what I've come to is that we really need to learn a new kind of intelligence, which has to do with pleasure intelligence, meaning true pleasure, something that feels good to our soul, our body, our spirit, not, you know, eating chocolate or having a quickie or going shopping, that kind of short-lived gratification. No, like a true kind of sense of like, yes, this is right for me. And so I started to basically, well, first of all, I really had to come back into my body to actually feel what would feel right and good to me because I had just been making decisions based on what my kids needed, my husband at the time needed, what I thought I should be doing, you know, all those things. And I had not led a life that was um, guided or directed from my inner beingness, from a connection to my inner beingness. I was very disconnected. That was really the first step. And, and then from there, you know, it takes courage to make decisions solely based on what feels good to you and not any like rational to do you know, like pro and cons list of what your parents want or the people around you, right? You know, in hindsight, I lifted myself out by just being courageous and making decisions based on what felt right and good to me. Part of my work that I've developed is called the Pleasure IQ, and I help people develop a Pleasure IQ. And it's basically just your ability to allow pleasure in all areas of your life or navigate your life based on what feels right and good to you. Your ability to do that determines how high your Pleasure IQ is. So I'm curious your pleasure IQ, do you determine what feels good to you through the body's senses or is this more emotionally based? It's really a combination, I would say. You know, the, the, the true yes and the true no is always there. We've just not learned to listen to it, right? Because the voice in our head is usually stronger. And so there's definitely, um, it's definitely a journey of First, doing things that bring you back into your body and help you learn what, what feels, you know, what this voice, what this sensation feels like. You know, that's really a, the first step. And then, then starting to identify it and then being able to move forward on it. It's the way that I describe it is, and this is very much from Hawkins, anything that we want is already here. It's just here in a parallel universe. So it's not like we have an idea of something and that, that thing has to get created. It is already created. We can sense it because it's already created. We just have to transition from the universe that we're in right now into the next parallel universe where this thing is. And what I have found is that we are all already connected to our, what I call your paradise, your, the, the universe, the place 
the energetic place where you're really truly living your full potential. And we have an umbilical cord that pulls us forward. So in the sense, when we feel a yes, that's that's the connection to our umbilical cord. And so it's very much in our bellies, in a sense, like our core is like, to me, our core is somewhere in here, you know, and it's just sub subtler than the voice in our head. That's a very powerful center for many of our ancient wisdom teachings or the shamanic schools in all cultures that kind of gut, right? Are you able to share a tip or an exercise that we could maybe start to tune into? First of all, what it's like to be in the body. And second of all, how we know what is pleasurable for us. Yeah. So one tool that I teach in my course when I, when I help couples with this um, is called the two yes and no. And the way it works is you have to have two pieces of paper and a notebook. You write the question that you want to have an answer to in a way that it can be answered by yes and no. So for example, is it in my highest and best interest to eat spaghetti today? You know, just as an example. And then on one of the sheets, you write yes. And on the other sheet, you write no. And then you shuffle them. And ideally, you have somebody else help you and place them on the floor face down. So you can't read which one is the yes and which one is the no. Then you step on one piece of paper, close your eyes and start feeling into your body and see if there's any sensation. Then you step off, step on the second piece of paper and start feeling what it feels on there. For the beginning, you might not feel anything very strongly, but by going back and forth between the two, you determine which one feels better. And it's not always the same time. You know, one time you might have a tingling in your feet on one and on the other, maybe bubbling in your stomach. One time the tingling on your feet might feel better. The next time the bubbling in your stomach might feel better. So it's not like there's always the same kind of sign, but by going back and forth between the two and relying on the sensation in your body and just feeling which one feels more pleasant to you, that's how you find out because the body always knows the truth. The body's always in the present moment. This is a very good tool. And then eventually you don't need the pieces of paper anymore. You know, the body also is connected with the unconscious mind, which can pick up so much more information than we can consciously, right? Our body is actually the unconscious, right? Everything that like all our cells, like we think of the unconscious as like this invisible bubble that's around our head or something. No, our body is the unconscious. That's where everything gets suppressed to or repressed into or all the information gets stored. So what you're describing to me is actually very similar to muscle testing, except you're teaching yourself to pay attention to the response. And, and also in the process, you're developing this muscle of learning what it feels, what feels good to you, you know, like what feels good to your body, what feels like a yes and what feels like a no. Typically, how long might it take someone to really get it? It really depends. There's some people that are super intuitive and for them, they get it within a minute, you know, and then there's other people who are more analytical, who maybe, you know, haven't done that much work or just have a different center of like strength. For them, it might take a little longer, you know, you could practice it on a bunch of things for a whole day. And by the end of the day, you would also get it, you know, it just depends. How do you know that you're not fully in your body? I think one of the signs is that there's a lot of like overthinking and a lot of um, anxiety and just, you know, spinning and not a peaceful feeling, like a lot of stress feelings and energy kind of in your headspace instead of feeling pleasant and present. And as you were saying that, I was reminded of another symptom as being kind of like lost 
moments, you know, those times when you come in the house and you put the keys down and you can't remember because you weren't present from coming into the house until you decided to look for your keys, right? Yeah, and and, and also when you're really absorbed in, in you know the, all the voices that are going on, when when you're relaxed and in, in in your body, there's not a lot of jibber jabber, you know, or conflicting thoughts or voices or things going on between your ears and space between your ears. So I can imagine that your life took a very different turn once you started to tune into pleasure. Yes, I mean dramatically. So just to give an example. Up until that point, I was really struggling making money. I couldn't figure out how to make money with the energy work that I do. Since then, I have sold over a million dollars worth of my services with energy work, right? I have lived in the Caribbean on the beach for a year with my children. I've had a Tesla. And it, those are just outer things, but I think they're important, you know, so people can see that it went from like bankruptcy to this in a very like, you know, over like two, three, four, five years. My relationships have gotten so much better. My body has completely recovered. I feel younger than ever. I have more energy than I've ever had. And in general, you know, my life flows and good things happen. Like when there's things that need to be figured out, they just, they get figured out. You know, Carolyn, this whole conversation that we're having reminds me so much of a very dear friend of mine was really struggling with her life purpose and she was trying to do it mentally. Like all I have to do is this, this, and this, and it made sense for her to do this, this, and this, but she kept to hitting roadblocks and, you know, I would tune in for her and, and so would her partner. And when she tuned in, we all got the same message. She had to step back and follow her bliss, follow her joy. And it was a real struggle for her. She's probably been doing that for about two years. And she is so much happier. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I went from, you know, doing dishes and diapers and being the support person to my husband at the time to now, you know, completely living my purpose. I've helped thousands of people at this time, you know, and um, totally living my purpose. There's no, you know, I, I feel completely in alignment. There's no more doubts, no more feelings of like, ah, you know, I'm not quite sure. That's, you know, that's to me, it's true pleasure, like being, being able to live in that state. And not that there's some challenges, you know, there's lots of challenges still, but they get resolved. It's life, right? It's part of our growth. So how do you translate, you know, the power versus force map of consciousness and this idea of following your bliss into relationship and, you know, doing what feels good? Yeah. So when, when couples come to me and basically, you know, they're like, they need help to change so that they can, because they're miserable, basically, right? When they come to me, they're mostly miserable. So the first thing I explain to them, it's like, okay, just look at your relationship as a, an entity that has dropped below 200. And so have you probably. So I teach them individual things that they need to do to lift themselves up. And then there's things that they can do together to lift the relationship up. And they have to do with for the physical body, diet, you know, I'm completely plant-based and I, that's what I promote in my own journey. That's helped me tremendously to, you know, to just really clean up my diet and eat food that's alive. There's emotional traumas and stuff that keep us in a low vibrational state of being ancestral um, trauma. I do family constellations. That's the modality that I use to help people clear that trauma. And there's things that I teach them um, that they can use to clear their own nervous system and heal their own nervous system. There's just energetic principles, for example, learning about the feminine and the masculine energy that we each have and 
learning to strengthen the one that's more native to us so that in, in relationships we have lost less conflict. And then there's a different way of lovemaking that really helps us stay energized and not get drained that I teach them as well. And usually I, I don't necessarily teach them a spiritual practice, but I, I encourage them to find something. I share their, my morning routine with them and then encourage them to create their own and make sure that they have some way of connecting every day and nourishing themselves spiritually as well. So, so that they really help themselves on the physical, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual to lift themselves up because that's where our power really is. The main shift is to, to make your own state of being, your own vibrational state of being a priority. When each individual does that, the relationship automatically gets better because they get better as individuals, you know. Carolyn, with the map of consciousness, we have a level of consciousness that can be determined through muscle testing is how Dr. Hawkins did it. Do you think that that is our level of consciousness in all areas of our life? Or could we be in a relationship that brings our consciousness down, but say in a job that brings us joy and raises our consciousness? Yeah, I think it's by area. And I also think it depends on like, I think we have an overall vibration that's really ours. And then there's things that make it so that we drop. You know, I think that most of us listening, we probably have a vibration between 300 and 550. And then there's things, you know, where we fall into feeling guilty or feeling ashamed or temporarily, you know, that bring us down or fearful or, you know, all those things. Ang anger is a low vibration frequency, even though anger can actually be, if you're in a depressed state, anger can be a catapult also. So it's kind of not necessarily a static level that it does move. You know, especially right now, because we have so much coming from the outside and there's so much confusion and there is a lot of negative energy just coming at us. It's even more important these days that we have tools and that we are committed to our own practice and that we know how to keep ourselves stable in the light that we are, you know? It's very, it would be very easy to be dragged down right now with everything that's going on if we, you know, if we bought into the stories of the fear. If someone wanted to raise their vibration, any tips for that? Starting with diet, cleaning up your diet, making sure that you eat high vibrational things. Low vibrational things are processed foods, animal products, gluten things in, in my paradigm. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I know it all, but that's what's helped me feel way, way better. So that's a really good place to start. If you know that you have traumas, I highly recommend family constellations, you know, get help from somebody who knows how to do that or find me. Um, that's really one of the fastest ways. I mean, I, I have gotten a lot of constellations and they've helped me tremendously to shift quickly. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I mean, the most important takeaway is really this knowing that even, even if we don't have power over outer circumstances or other people, we do have power over our own vibrational state of being. And when we make it our priority and lift ourselves up, our reality can change very quickly. Follow that bliss, right? Exactly. Follow the umbilical cord that pulls you forward towards your paradise. Have the courage. Have the courage. Exactly. Well, it's been a very interesting conversation. Certainly. So I thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I think it's important when we do share our experiences because most of us in the healing paradigm, you know, we've had to do our own work. We've had to work through our own issues to get to the place where we're at. Yep. <laughs> my At one point, my parents were very worried about me because my 20s, I spent on working on myself and they did not understand it. And they were like, are you just going to work on yourself for the rest of your life? I'm like, 
no, 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 no. Just you watch, you know, it's going to be okay. But <laughs> You know, not everybody gets it yet. Yeah, now, they, now they're very proud of me. You know, now they see. That's good. It's a bigger picture. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. All right. And one last question. Uh, we talked a little bit about how your body knows the truth and discerning what a yes is and what a no is. Can you just give us a really quick little snapshot of what a yes can look like feeling the tactile sensations of the body so people can kind of tune in and maybe look for those? Yeah, it definitely is something that like excite. It's a more exciting feeling, a more open feeling, like, you know, like a more exciting feeling versus um, a no would be more constrictive or more hesitant or more like tentative. I know for myself. The energy feels higher. It's almost like I feel a scale and also more expansive mm -hmm. as compared to a no feels for me feels very heavy. Yeah. And uncomfortable, I might say. Yeah. So wonderful, wonderful chatting with you today, Carolyn. Would you like to share your contact information? Yes. The best way to get in touch with me is just my website. It's carolynhauser.com. And then I have a YouTube channel with tons of free information. Hey, we'll put the links in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You will find all of our conversations on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Come and visit me at ThoughtChange.com to learn what energy medicine can do for you. Check out my program, Alchemy from the Inside Out, and bring a little magic into your life. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next time.